I'm going to bring to you the word that the Lord has given us, um, and I'm just going to pray over this, that your hearts and our hearts would hear and receive, okay? Well, Father, we just thank you for your ongoing faithfulness. You absolutely always lead us into all truth, and we do stand amazed at how good you are. You're a faithful God, and I thank you that you promise never to leave us, fail us, or forsake us. Thank you for your covenant through the blood of your Son, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for your words of life. We honor them, submit to them, adhere to them, listen, and we'll give heed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, um, I brought this up a couple Wednesdays ago, and I'll continue to undergird what he's saying. Um, There's a voice uh, called, lead me, Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me, help me. Help me, God. And that voice comes from humanity, (laughs) from born-again ones that are like, help, God. Everybody's prayed the help prayer at least once. Everybody's asked God for direction. Everyone's asked God for counsel. Everyone's asked God to heal them. Everybody's called upon God. Whenever you don't know God, sometimes you call upon him just to help, right? And God hears, and God answers from heaven. And God is always working for our good. He's a good father. He adores us. And he did love us before we even knew Jesus. And that's the love of God, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. And so hallelujah for our great salvation in Jesus Christ. And we don't take that for granted. We honor that. And, and we encourage one another to stand fast in that grace that he's given to us. And so a couple Wednesdays ago, Jesus woke me up in the middle of the night, and he spoke this word to me for us, uh, for this new season that we're stepping into, and he said, let me teach you my ways. He said, let me teach you my ways. And so when the Spirit speaks, when the Lord is speaking, when the Father speaks, we understand that his His word is truth. His word is beautiful and powerful and strengthening into every aspect of our lives. And I encourage people that when God speaks, don't be presumptuous. Don't presume in your own flesh what you think he means by that. Because that's human's first default. God's word speaks, and then we put our two bits on top of it. He says something, and we say, well, I know exactly what that means. Well, this means that. Until you go before the Lord, and you get on your face, and you say, yes, Lord. And you allow him to speak to what he just told you. Presumption is what he warned us of in January. He said, beware of presumption. He was very stern about it. It was a warning. There's all kinds of areas that we can presume and get into presumption. It just defaults back to humanity, our own ways, and what we think and how we think things should go down or happen or choices that we should make or how it's going to be. We could go on and on and on. It's basically just pride (laughs) that steps up front before the Holy Ghost has a chance to get in there because the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth. Romans 14, 17 says that the kingdom of God is not just eating and drinking, but the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in Holy Spirit. 
the kingdom of God, God's kingdom, that he has asked us to pray, Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That kingdom, and he says, the kingdom of God is righteousness, which is God's righteousness, not our own. Our own righteousness is as filthy rags. It's the righteousness of God that comes from heaven, okay? Righteousness is being right with God. You can only be made right with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Total surrender to his lordship. Righteousness is imputed by faith in Christ. And we have his robes of righteousness. We have a mantle of righteousness. We have a gift of righteousness given to us that because we're right with God, now the kingdom of God manifests in our lives, in, with, and through us, and around us. To where God is saying, this is my way, walk in it. Yes? Where we had a propensity towards a certain iniquitous sin, where we would always go back to that gutter ball, as when he pulls us out, it says, I have a brand new path for you. The kingdom of God is righteousness, and we want to delight in righteousness, but not of our own flesh or ability. Because we can get pride in your own righteousness. I mean, you, you can default to pride in anything, right? Where you're so proud, you're so humble. I'm just saying. It's just humans, right? So that's what it is. Okay, so the kingdom of God, <laughs> it hit home. The kingdom of God is righteousness, joy. You know, we love that. Peace in Holy Spirit. And all of this is in Holy Spirit. It's not in our own spirit. It's not in our own flesh. It's not in our own ways. But it's all wrapped up in Holy Spirit, who's been given to us through Jesus Christ, whom he delighted to say, I'm going to go back to Father, but Holy Spirit is going to come. And I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. He will come and he will live in you. He will be in you. As a matter of fact, he's going to come with so much fire and the baptism of heaven. He's going to bring the power and the authority and the inheritance of heaven to live inside of you. Amen? God in us. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in Holy Spirit. That's the lifestyle that we've been called to. Now, we're always growing from faith to faith and glory to glory. All of us are still growing. And uh, one day we will be as he is. And for now, we're on the journey of life, and here we go. And so, if you'll go to Proverbs 14, verse 12, remember his words, let me teach you my ways. So now you're going to get to personalize that. You get to write that down. You get to take it to yourself and uh, don't go give the card to your boss to read. It, you got to start with yourself, okay? <laughs> well, bless God, this is for you. <laughs> no, this is for you. This is for me, right? So we always take the word of the Lord to ourselves first, right? Proverbs fourteen twelve says, There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Now, again, that is humanity. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Because according to scripture, the wages of sin is death and all have fallen short of the glory of God, all have sinned, there's none righteous, no, not one. So the only way to get in the way of the Lord is into Christ, right? 
We sang all about the cross this morning, the blood and the name and the power of God. Once you are in the kingdom of heaven, his kingdom righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit is going to transform us. And he's going to take what was right, or we thought right, well, we thought that was right. We thought that was the right way to walk. And he's going to change it to where there's life, where there's peace and there's joy in the Holy Ghost, where it's going to produce a lot of fruit, correct? Most people know this, Isaiah 55, verse 8. Isaiah 55, verse 8. He said, this is God talking. He says, now my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways, my ways. You hear it? Says the Lord. He says, for my thoughts, they're not your thoughts. Nor are your ways, my ways. Again, humanity. This is God Almighty. And he wants to reveal to his family, to the heirs of salvation, his thoughts and his ways. But first, we have to give up ours. Our way of thinking. That's what that's all about. God's always going to outdo us. He's always greater. He does exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything we could hope, think, or imagine. And I'm persuaded, I'm convinced of this, that God is good. And his love is always working a better way. So you can trust God in that. Go to Micah 4, verse 1 and 2. Grant brought this up last week. As we're undergirding what he has told us. Micah 4, verse 1 and 2. This is alluding in the latter days and also into the millennial reign of Christ on the earth. He said, now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and the peoples shall flow to it. Many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion the law shall go forth, And the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. What a powerful promise that is being fulfilled and shall be fulfilled. Amen? This has already been fulfilled in Jesus Christ and what he has done for us on the cross and through his resurrection in Holy Spirit. Right now, the kingdom in its fullness is inside of us. He said, don't say here, look here, look there. He said, the kingdom of heaven is within you. So already, you have this word. You have the way of God. You have the thoughts of God. You have his path. You have his dominion already dwelling within your spirit. You've been born again. You've been made right with God. You're a child of God, co-heir of Christ. Son and daughters of the Most High God, kings and priests to the Lord, ambassadors of Christ, now and in the age to come. That is already inside of us. This truth is already working in us as his saints of God, as the church is already working in us to establish that kingdom. 
He goes back to the original blessing in Genesis where he blessed Adam and Eve. He says, now be blessed, right? Go. I guess we need to read it. Genesis 1. Genesis 1 verse 26. He said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all of the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. And God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. And God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the every living thing that moves on the earth. That original blessing was restored to us when Jesus Christ got it back for us. When he became perfect, he offered himself perfectly before God redeemed us through his blood. I tell you, the grace and the blood of Jesus. He died for us and restored us to the original dominion that's already inside of you, even before you get there. That's why Christ preached, repent, the kingdom of heaven's at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That was it. You hear it? So in this is an amazing passage. It's like the highest mountain of all is the mountain of God. The greatest place of dominion and lordship and government is the house of the Lord. And all the nations one day are going to get to flow into it and see it come to pass. Where full dominion comes back to God Almighty on the planet. The families of God. That's coming back around. Genesis all the way back down to Revelation 21 and 22. Heaven on earth, right? But that is in us now. Working for good. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. So as you see Jesus walking before you, it's like you're walking right behind him, right in his footsteps, right? He's walking in you and with you on the path. His ways are being imparted to us as we go. He's transforming the way we think. He's changing us from the inside out. This is a greater glory that's inside of us. He will teach us his ways. Thank you, God. And he has given us his words. I think there's a psalm that talks about how Moses knew the ways of the Lord. Yes, he had that intimacy to know the ways of the Lord. So close to his heart, you knew his way and you knew his thought. You were familiar with his thoughts so in tune with his heartbeat that you know you're right in line with his will. Go to Psalm 18, verse 30. Say, Jesus, teach me your ways. (laughs) It starts there. Psalm 18, 30 says, as for God, his way is perfect And the word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. I love this. As for God, his way is perfect. Now, we all agree with that. God's way is always perfect. And our flesh just doesn't like his way. And then you argue with God. You get in conflict with yourself and anybody else around you. 
But it's just this. You have to settle it in your soul. His way is perfect. God doesn't make mistakes. (laughs) I'm just saying he is perfect. So his way is perfect. Jesus, let me teach you my ways. So I'm going to show you a better way. I'm going to show you perfection. Yes? Because the word of the Lord is proven true. And he is a shield to all who trust in him. I think we sang about that song this morning too. Correct? Psalm 18.32. It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. Did you know he is really serious about our ways, our path, our call, our anointing, everything about us. He loves us and adores us. He's for us. He's for us. That's why the apostle Paul says, you know what? I'm convinced he loves me. (laughs) You had to go to seminary to get that revelation. Eh? Not. It comes by revelation of the great Holy Ghost. (laughs) And it's like, if the cross wasn't enough, right? Show me, God. Show me how much you love me. He already did. And the fact that we're even created in his image and likeness is astounding. He is our Father. And we love him. And he loves us. And every day you're renewing the way you think from going to church and religion to relationship with the living God. He arms me with strength. That is power. Yes. He makes my way perfect. So he says, I'm going to teach you my way. So I'm going to let my ways be perfected by the Lord. You hear it? His way is perfect. Psalm 25 verse 9. Psalm 25, verse 9, it says, The humble he guides in justice, and the humble he teaches his way. So we already addressed pride, (laughs) but guess what? The humble, humble, fear God and keep his commandments and live. Right? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Humility, with humility and the fear of the Lord come riches, honor, and life. I'm quoting your scripture. With humility and the fear of the Lord come riches, honor, and life. Okay? Not fake humility, not religious humility, but humble of heart. The humble, he will guide you in the way of the Lord in justice. That's why you humble yourself before the Lord. Submit to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. We humble humbly cry out to him and the humble he will teach you know when you're not teachable don't blame your neighbor yet because we've all been there (laughs) all right when you're just not teachable you're just not listening so he don't care how many times you go around the mountain he'll teach you the same principle right his word's not going to change guys so we need to line up with it okay so i'm humble to hear what god is saying Oh, my Lord, seek my face. My heart said, your face, oh, Lord, I will seek. You hear that? And you humbly go before the Lord. And what I'm doing may be good, but there's something better. What I have may be glorious, but there's glory to glory. You hear it? Um, Psalm 25, verse 12, just scoot down a little bit. It says, who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. 
Who is the man who fears the Lord? And I just quoted all those scriptures. Who is the man who fears the Lord? So if I fear the Lord and put him first, he has to be Lord, spirit, soul, body, financial, family, everything about you, life. Fear him, put him first in your life, and he will teach you. He will lead you in the way that he chooses. He chooses. He chooses. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Plans to do you good, to to do good to you and not harm. Because he's good, yes? So, wow. Psalm 85, verse 13. Psalm 85, verse 13 says, Righteousness will go before him and shall make his footsteps our pathway. I talked about that with the footsteps walking with him, correct? Righteousness will go before him and he will make his footsteps our pathway. You hear it? Yes? Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24. <laughs> Psalm 139. He says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, know all my anxieties. And see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Lead me in the way everlasting. Lead me in the way everlasting. See, this is an eternal work. This isn't just about our number of years on the planet, right? Before we go to heaven. This is, this is an eternal work that we will be in awe, awestruck, amazed in righteousness, peace, and joy in Holy Ghost when we are eternally together forever restored with him. And, and we'll, we'll carry this on forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. I'm just saying this is not just for today. It's like, well, I've probably got about 25 more years left here. Okay. Well, it kicks in. Okay. This is an everlasting way. And, and God will be teaching us Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Right? <laughs> I mean, there's such knowledge is too much for me. I couldn't even contain it. Because you're overwhelmed with the greatness and the goodness of Almighty God and the Son, Jesus Christ. The Lord is my shepherd, tenderly caring for the sheep. Leading us in the way of the Lord and the Spirit of God with us, empowering us, helping us forever and ever and ever and ever. It doesn't change. The whole kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy, and Holy Ghost. That doesn't change when we get to heaven. It's still going to be more abounding. But right now, while we're on the planet, we need righteousness, peace, and joy, and Holy Spirit. Right? So he's just, he's saying he knows what's ahead of us. He's like, come over here, baby. I'm going to teach you my ways. There's revelation coming. There's fresh counsel coming. There's knowledge coming that you don't know yet. There's encounter coming. There's glory coming. I told you I've got my eyes fixed on the glory of the Lord. And he says, I'll teach you. It's not a rebuke. It's a promise. I mean, 
We don't want to be left outside of God's covenant and try to figure it out. I got to be in God in Christ. I must be born again and receive these promises. So that's why the prayer at the end of that glorious chapter, Psalm 139 is amazing, but it was like, so search me, God. So know my heart right? Know my ways. See what I'm doing, how I've been handling this. <laughs> See what I need. See the increase that I need. See the hope that I need. See the power that I need. See the healing that I need. See the joy in my heart. I want to save so many souls for Christ, but I don't know the way. I don't even know how to do it, but I, show me the way, right? I want to start a business. I want to have 15 kids, whatever it is. Just how? What is it? What do I do? That. So search me, God. No, my heart. Try me. And you got to go through that testing because fear, stress, and anxiety. Brother brought an encouragement word that don't be hiding in the boxes when God's called you to be a prophet. And we, we, we judge ourselves as, well, I can't do that. Send her, right? But God is saying, no, you come to me. We have to deal with those fears and stress and anxiety of what he would actually ask us to do. Yes? And get on board and get on board quick. And so I know how to humble myself before God and seek his face. And that's what we have to do. You hear it? John 16. Let's go there. We know it. John 16. This is so encouraging. Say, God is for me. <laughs> John 16, verse 13. Jesus says this of Holy Spirit. Wow. He says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you of things to come. He will glorify me. He will take of what is mine and he will declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. So therefore I said that he's going to take a mine and he's going to declare it to you. Now, I always encourage you to dwell in John 13 through John 17 a lot. And teach those you disciple in your family and your children to stay there a lot. It's mostly all words in red. That Christ is imparting to us, okay, his spirit and the promise of his way and that the Holy Ghost when I use these passages, he will lead me into all truth. He's going to lead me in the right way. He's going to build me up and strengthen me, prune me, and grant repentance to me when I need to change the way I'm thinking or come out of sin, right? He is always working for the Father to be glorified. And he says this. He says, because the Holy Ghost is going to glorify me. This passage is so phenomenal. But, but, but the battleground is fully submitting to it to where you're not presumptuous and you're not hanging on to the old way. 
And you know, wineskins, they say you can't put new wine in an old wineskin. So sometimes uh, he's got to tell you that. The only time I have heard the audible voice of God wake me up in the middle of the night years ago, he said that, came straight out of bed. <laughs> he says, you cannot put new wine in an old wineskin. Little did I know what was coming. <laughs> right? New wine. Say new wine. And so as we eat of his flesh and we drink of his blood in communion every day, as you abide in Christ and his word, as you strengthen yourself in the spirit because you're one spirit with the Lord Jesus, okay, this is literally being imparted to us. But apart from him, you can do nothing. <laughs> and it's always like drink, drink, drink. Eat, eat, eat my flesh. I'm speaking to you covenantal terms new wine. So the old wine skin could be an old way, but he's got a new way. He has a better way. God's way is always better. If we're always having to scrap around to try to grasp for something, I'm missing. I'm coming short. Yeah. You just never know. There's got to be a better way. How many of you even said that through life? I, I bet some of you had. There's just got to be a better way. Right? Ah, Bach, I get this now. It's like something's telling me. Something's telling me the way of the Lord is perfect. And if we will humble ourselves, he will teach us and help us. So I'm going to start there. I'm going to pray for us. And I encourage you to take these words, meditate upon them, and then apply them to your life. And because this is where we're going. And don't be presumptuous. Lay it all out. Invite him in and let him speak. Yes? So let's stand up and let's honor his word. And reminder to come back tonight. It will always be off the charts. So Lord, I love you. <laughs> I love you. We love you. We trust you. We trust you, Father. And we were born for such a time as this. We are expectant. Our hearts are on fire. Our eyes are fixed on the glory of the Lord. That we would see you. That we would know you and feel you and encounter you in all of our ways. <laughs> and that our ways will say, whoa, there you are. And I thank you for transformation, revival, and renewal in the heart of all who hear this message. Thank you that there is hope. Thank you that there is love and joy and peace in Holy Spirit. And we choose to abide and remain in your kingdom presence. We thank you. And we promise to give you the glory today. In Jesus' name. This message was brought to you by The Garden Gathering Church, a family of spirit-filled believers in San Angelo, Texas. We long to encounter God's presence and equip the saints for the work of the ministry. If you'd like to find out more, go to www.thegardenstc.org to realize how the revelation of Jesus Christ can fulfill your mandate in the kingdom of heaven.